Paddy, I hate this. Mm-hmm. The, I don't like the colour scheme. The illustration is just rubbish. Not that I would ever say that, Paddy, because you're this, great. You're, this is you're, great. This is very constructive, you know, criticism. <laughs> I don't like orange. Hey, you're listening to Working Out, a podcast discussing the journey towards doing what you love. I'm Ashley Baxter, and together with my co-host, Paddy Donnelly, we'll be discussing our own experiences in creating our passion-based business. It's about the expedition, the here and now, the daily challenges and achievements towards getting paid for your passion. Hi, Paddy. Hey, Ashley. How's things? Oh, things. Oh, I'm I'm great. I was on TV yesterday. So I see, or so I heard. What uh, what was the what was the crack with that? So it's basically STV Scottish TV, and it was to they're just trying to get local people in to be a part of the discuss the news story. So what's happening in newspapers? I don't know if you guys have like evening kind of chat shows thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what it was. But I can honestly say. Because um, last week I had a public speaking appearance or whatever you want to call it, gig, and mm. I was terrified. But this, this is the most nervous and scared uh, I've ever been, and it was horrifying. I, I could actually see my heart pounding out of my t-shirt. My t-shirt was moving <laughs> because I was that nervous. But I do think it's important to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. So how has your week been? But it's not been as exciting as mine. No, very, very unexciting. Well, what, what did they get you on to talk about then? Oh my goodness, it's hilarious what my story was. I was talking about a mill that's getting demolished. Right. That was my story. <laughs> well, if, we also... if there was someone I was to call <laughs> to talk about mills that were being demolished, I would call you as well, yeah. It's a bit bizarre, isn't it? But we talked about other things too, like... Um, cigarettes, um, a lot of people are throwing their cigarette butts in the ground these days, lots of fines in the Commonwealth Games, which is coming to Glasgow. So it was quite interesting, but it was definitely the scariest thing I've ever done. Did you get a dressing room? I didn't. They didn't even do my makeup. I looked a nightmare. I walked over to the studio in the rain and I looked like Warzel Gummidge. Do you know who that is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But right. did, did you at least get like uh, a sneaky plug for the podcast in there? No, I don't oh. think, I told them when I was going on, I said, because you know how your name flashes up on the screen and they say who you are. Uh-huh. I wanted them to put girl with a camera on it, but they right. put me down. They described me as a blogger and businesswoman. <laughs> right, okay. So nothing got a plug. I did get a glass of water though. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and that was, anyway. it, was it, was uh, it, was it like, it's a pre-recorded thing. It hasn't been on no, TV it yet. Or? It was live. It was live. Yes, it was terrifying. No sweary words and everything had to be quite articulate. It was definitely, I felt the pressure. It went out to about 2 million people. Wow. Um, So that, yeah, and I was just so conscious of my mum watching. (laughs) My mum's watching me right now. Well, Um, that's great. Congratulations. Thanks. Maybe I'll do it again. But for now, I just want to stick to my wee podcast. To your wee podcast. Okay. The wee podcast. So So what are we going to talk about this week then? Um, rejection, because obviously when you're building your business, it's, or even when you have a very established business, it's still something that you have to endure clients either disliking your work and and telling you to make changes or perhaps losing out on work altogether. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it is quite it can be quite a difficult thing to deal with for some probably to the extent some people are even paralyzed um, for, with fear of rejection that they don't put their work out there but you as a designer you must you must be you know you must be used to dealing with rejection because your work has to constantly undergo kind of refinements and changes from clients but does at least i'm assuming anyway does it get any easier uh it definitely once you so when i start a project i sit down with the client and say i'm not just a a yes man who's just going to do uh whatever you ask me to do and i just go off and make it in photoshop i'm not i'm not going to do that where the client and myself are on the same team and we're going to try and make the best possible app or whatever it is uh, for the, the user's needs. And it's their opinion uh, and their um, their goals that we should be concerned with. Um, and I state that up front and I'll be, I'll say, you know, it's not going to be, um, if I don't agree with a certain decision you've made, I'm going to say, uh, say that and I'll, propose my own solution to the problem if there is a problem and so once you kind of realize that and and you you're really firmly you know state that at the start of a project it becomes a lot a lot easier to deal with yeah rejection or um yeah clients you know saying i don't like this and once you establish that you're both you know working together and it's not really a they are the enemy and you're putting stuff up for them to to knock down um but you're more you know working as a team it becomes a lot easier so but i i remember being you know when i was just starting out being really self-conscious about other people seeing my work and um you know other designers seeing my work or clients seeing my work and but you definitely just have a you just have to develop a thicker skin and and realize you're never gonna you're never gonna please everybody and uh everyone get gets knocked back in um in whether it's something as small as you know a just a logo proposal or if it's something bigger like a you know you're trying to get your book published or something like that everybody gets rejected and knocked back but it's um the people who succeed are the ones who you know try again and again and keep pushing on until it works you know there isn't any shame in being uh rejected but there is shame in not doing anything about it and letting it hold you back and not, you know, not taking something away from that rejection and trying harder next time to, to achieve your goal. Do you, in your line of work, do you get a lot of rejection? Well, I definitely lose out on jobs. Yeah. Um, with photography anyway, I wouldn't have, fortunately I haven't had the experience yet of people coming back to me and saying that they don't like the photos I have taken, um, because obviously you get a good look through somebody's portfolio before you book them and have an idea of the style that they do and what, what will be delivered. But I've definitely lost out on work. Um, most of the time people do cite price as the reason why they're not booking me, um, which is fine because there's not really anything that I can do about that. But sometimes I have got through to the point because for me um the the kind of process goes like this so a client sees my work and they'll ask for the price mm -hmm. and if if the price is acceptable then they'll want to meet face to face and this is generally with wedding photography but sometimes after sometimes after i've met them face to face they don't book me 
And I do that. I wouldn't say it hurts my feelings. It certainly doesn't hurt my feelings, but I do wonder why, because obviously my work has passed the test. My price has passed the test, but I as a person haven't for whatever reason. And And do you, do you not actively try and find out what the reason was? Like ask, you know, uh, just out of curiosity, why, why didn't I get the gig? No, I don't know if I should do that. I don't know if that's unprofessional or needy or if it is me actually being quite a conscientious photographer and wanting to know if there's anything I could have done differently. There have certainly been meetings I've had where I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, we're definitely not gelling as people. You know what I mean? Like some, you're not always going to click with somebody. And I, I, I know that I have lost out on a booking before, um, when I drove all the way through to Edinburgh, which is a 100 mile round trip. And this was at like 10 in the morning on Saturday to have a meeting with a couple. And everything was going relatively well. They were really praising my portfolio. And it seemed like I was going to get the job. And then they said to me, so did you study photography? And I was like, no, no, I, I, no, I don't. And they were like, well, how did you get into it? And foolishly, and I don't know if this is something that I shouldn't do in the future, but I am, I do think it's important to be honest with your clients. Foolishly, I went into the story about how I actually do photography semi-professionally. And I also have another job on the side. And after that, the tone completely changed. And they were like, well, how do we know that you're going to, actually put enough effort into our wedding which shocked me because I have such a good work ethic if you book me you're going to get 100% of my effort and my time and my responsibility and everything Mm -hmm. so that was quite difficult to deal with and I was a bit confused about how honest to be about my situation with being a semi-professional photographer because it's even on my website the website that they'd been poring over it says on it that I'm not a photographer, so a full a professional photographer. So sometimes I do get to that stage, meeting face to face with clients after my work and my pricing and all of that has passed the test. And then they're just like, no, you're not right for it. But I never follow up to ask why. Do you think that's something I should do? Yeah, I would definitely. I mean, what's, uh, what is there to lose by asking, uh, you know, just out of, curiosity you know why why didn't i get the gig and they might say yeah it's purely we met uh we met 10 photographers over the past week and we went with someone else you know it might and you're thinking about you know oh why didn't they why didn't they go for me was it something did i share too much or did i and it could be something simple as as simple as you know because yeah if you're looking for a wedding photographer you're you're usually um looking at a bunch of different people right I guess so. I've I've never shopped for wedding photographers myself, and <laughs> but, I never uh, hope to. <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's there's bound to be a ton of other reasons. But I think that's a uh, that um, that fear aspect of that's I'm sure that's you know it's really common with with people, especially in you know passion based businesses. They're often clouded with a lot of fear. You know, what if you know people reject me, or what what if. Uh, uh, what if my idea doesn't work? What if not enough people buy my book or whatever the idea may be? That 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 fear of rejection is more powerful than actual re- rejection sometimes, and it's that's what keeps people from actually pursuing their uh, their dreams and you know pushing pushing for their goals. And oftentimes it's you know that re- it's completely unfounded. It might be 
you might be rejected uh, for purely another reason where they uh, their brother-in-law wanted to shoot the photos so that's why they went with him instead of I've of lost you. loads so, of clients that way so I mean there's there's but it's usually the that fear of rejection is just really powerful and that's something that's something you you just have to to work on uh, on getting through I mean it's putting too much um it's putting too much emphasis on other people's goals and other people's opinions uh, rather than your own. I mean, if we're, so we're talking purely about, you know, passion based businesses and making, creating businesses around uh, something, you know, doing what you love. Um, and that more than likely means that you're going out there and doing something on your own or you're setting something up that's, that's, you know, a part of you. So why are you so concerned about, you know, what other people think when, um, when you're trying to create that, I don't mean you, I mean, everybody, you, uh, like why, why are you putting so much emphasis on other people's opinions of what you're doing? It's tough to be, you know, to get rejected and get, you know, knocked back, but, uh, you have to just use it and, and move on and keep, keep pushing your idea out there to, to yeah. try and, you know, but I have a question. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm just wondering I'm just thinking, so obviously rejection is inevitable, but at what point, or if it keeps happening over and over, then obviously there is a problem somewhere. So do you know what I mean? Like if you're constantly losing work, obviously it's either an issue with, um, it could be anything, it could be your pricing, it could even be the way that you're speaking or responding to um, clients or not, not doing it quick enough or whatever. At what point is there too much rejection? <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, but uh, it's a it's a valid thought. But you have to look at there are so many uh, so many of the world's best loved books, uh, like you know Harry Potter and The Wizard of Oz and all those. There's um, there's tons of examples of uh, those authors couldn't get it published anywhere and went through, you know, got it rejected again and again and again and again. And then eventually somebody took a chance on them. Um, and then they became, you know, some of the most loved books ever. But imagine if the authors had said, you know, given up after being rejected or given up after the 20th time they were rejected and said, okay, I'm, clearly I'm not doing, doing the right thing here, but they didn't. And they kept pushing and pushing until somebody gave them a chance and then they because they knew because they believed in what they were what they were writing and they knew other people would love it and uh, they kept on uh, pushing for it and I mean you have to imagine what great you know films or books or music that would be here if people had kept pushing but because they got rejected you know one too many times for them they decided I'm not going to pursue my goal anymore so I think if it's truly your if it's truly your goal and your passion and your you really want to do this this thing that you love, uh, I think you just have to keep on going and eventually you know somebody'll take a chance on you or you'll eventually find where your your niche is or you'll eventually find your your audience that'll uh, appreciate what you're trying to do and uh, I think you just have to keep going for it. I don't think they're I don't think there's a point, you know, it's not, you know, after 15 times being rejected. Yeah. That's when you should change what you, what you do. I don't think there is a fixed number of rejections or, a, you know, anything like that. Mm. 
I have to say as well, I actually don't mind if if a client came back to me and said we went with somebody else because we actually think they're a better photographer than you. That wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Right. Because I do think you have to stay kind of humble about your work. I certainly don't think I'm the best out there. Very, very far from it. I actually think I kind of suck, to be honest. Um, so I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind that. But I do have to say as well, like rejection really doesn't have to be a negative because I've I've learned this lesson recently that I've had the same with my new business insurance by Jack. I've had the same, it's the same problem that keeps on creeping up. That's losing me customers. And, um, and basically it's because I'm an introducer. So I introduce people to an insurer. I'm the middleman and people are going onto my website and there's this very strong visual style to the website. And then as soon as they click, get a quote, it takes them to essentially somebody else's quote system where the, the visual style suddenly changes completely and it kind of throws people off. And I do get a lot of people coming back to me saying, mm, that kind of put me off using you, to be honest, you know. I, and, and instead of looking at that as a bad thing, I've taken that, I, I'm doing something about it now. It, it was, it, 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 this would probably cost me business for the rest of my life. So I'm now doing something about it and it's encouraged me to go out on my own as an insurer and get my insurance qualifications and write my own product and basically have a lot more control over my business. So I would say that if the same reasons for losing clients keep cropping up, don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing. Instead, you know, look at it as something that you can improve on or, or change. Yeah, definitely. That's that's what it's all about. You can't look at rejection as a, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to stop doing it and I have to do it another way. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just something you, you have to deal with. And sometimes it's really tough as well when you're, if you're in a passion based business, the lines are very blurred between business and your passion. Like it's, it's, it's easy to take things personally when it comes to like your, yeah, you're writing a book and you keep getting it rejected and people, you know, saying, this is no good. I mean, that's, that's tough to, to think about it purely in a, in a business sense. And it's, you, you take that kind of stuff personally. So it's really tough to, it's really tough to, to handle sometimes the, the rejection, but you always have to put it on a, you always have to step back and have the, the bigger picture thought of, you know, where do I want to be in so many years time? And how is, so this latest rejection, how, how can I use this to get me closer to my end goal? Yeah, I'm really grateful for all of the people who are honest enough to come back and say, I didn't use you for that reason. Now I get to to level up in my job and take another step towards, you know, this has been a, this has been, um, a, a big motivator to get me to do something that I've been wanting to do for years. So I'm definitely grateful for it. But in terms of, um, you know, kind of dealing with rejection and more, um, creative industries like photography for myself and an illustration for you it, it definitely is a subjective thing whereas that insurance example wasn't subjective mm -hmm. but but creative industries are what one client doesn't like aesthetically another client will like but what if you designed the working outside so what if I came to you and said Paddy 
I hate this. Mm-hmm. The, I don't like the colour scheme. The illustration is just rubbish. Not that I would ever say that, Paddy, because you're <laughs> this, great. You're, this is you're, great. This is very <laughs> constructive, you know, criticism. <laughs> I don't like orange. Yeah. Are you telling me that you would, like, in that case, you would just be like, well, no, that wouldn't hurt your feelings. Uh, no, after after so many years of dealing with, yeah, I don't like orange. I mean, I've had pretty much that kind of comment before, and it's wow. Then, then you, I mean, then you have to have a real discussion with with. Well, just taking that sort of feedback, uh, you have to have a real discussion with them and say how important is the fact that you don't like orange. What has that got to do with with anything the user? Uh, uh, wants to do with your app how does how does your opinion of orange uh, affect that at all and you have to i mean it's your job as a designer to educate clients uh, a bit and it's hard for clients to separate their their personal tastes with from uh, the, you know the the goals of the project and what's right for the project so you have to kind of educate them a little bit but i mean that sort of stuff i don't like orange i yeah you just kind of develop a thicker skin uh, I mean, I remember at the start being, yeah, whenever you get designs turned down that you know are good, it's tough. But I mean, you have to, to you have to move on. You you have to kind of, as a designer, you have to separate yourself from your work a bit, and you can't be you can't be too close to it and too fond of it to, you know, get hurt by people who don't like it you have to but step that must back. be so difficult to separate yourself from your work because we do care about what we do and we do put so much of ourselves into it so how do you go about separating yourself from your work in that respect is it is it just like a mental switch it's it's a tough thing and it's something i don't think you'll ever be able to fully separate your stuff uh, yourself from your you know your your passion and your the the passion and the business that's there's a fine line and it's kind of well it's not really a fine line it's a blurred line of uh between your you're creating a certain type of illustration uh, because you really love that that style and you want to keep pursuing that style but you also have to think maybe that style is not right for this particular illustration so it, there's all you know you have to to be a better designer you have to take the end users uh, goals into consideration and what's right for the for them to accomplish their task and solve their problem and you have to yeah separate your your personal tastes from that but it, it is really tough and I don't think you can ever really fully separate from it I mean that's why that's what makes you a designer you're you know you're you're into it because you you really love uh, design and you really love you know solving certain problems and you have certain tastes and it's tough but we're so we're talking mostly about your passion based business so it's going to be something that you're you're really passionate about and I mean trying to please everyone I mean getting bad feedback from one client I mean that's that's just one person and if it's for a project they are kind of the yeah they're they're paying the the bills, so it's kind of their they have the final say. But when you're putting something out there uh, that's your it's something you've created, your your passion based business, you're never you have to realize you're never gonna please everyone. So that's a fool's errand if you're gonna try and make something that everybody will love. The most 
yeah, if you try and please everyone, you'll just end up with a, a mediocre mess that's designed by committee. And the really interesting stuff in life is the stuff that's polarizing so that some people really hate and others love. And why waste time trying to make something that's beige and doesn't really interest anyone where you could make something really that makes people really think whether it's in a negative way or in a positive way. I mean, that's, that's where the interesting stuff is. Oh, I totally agree. I love everything that you said just there, but here's quite a bold statement. I wondered if you agree with me on it. So yeah, rejection is going to be a part of, of building your, your passion based business. Um, and if you can't accept it, then your business won't survive. What do you think about that? Rejection is always going to be a part of uh, whatever you do. So you have to, it depends how you handle it. You can handle it by just giving up and saying, okay, nobody likes what I'm doing, so I'm going to give up. And so many people do that. But if you take it and actually do something with it, you know, ask, you know, why are they not liking it? Is it their personal preference? They just don't like what I'm doing. Then that's fine. That's, you know, that's, that's up to them. That's not anything that you're doing. You're just not catering to their tastes. Um, if it's being rejected because you're not solving their problem, uh, in, in the best way, you know, kind of ask yourself, why could I do something differently, uh, while still maintaining my, my love for the the project. Mm, although we did kind of, was it last week? We did kind of talk about the point you get to where you just have to kind of give in to the client's silly demands and, and, you know, kind of write that project off. Was that last week we spoke about that? It could have been. Yeah. I can't even remember. <laughs> but I mean, that's coming to that. I mean, if you're working on a client project, usually that project, that's their passion that's their uh, idea that's what they want to do and you're you're being hired to you know your skills as a designer are being you know you're being hired for that to to realize their their goal so it's their um it's their baby so that's when you can kind of say after a while you know okay this isn't working out this is really not what i what i want to do and it's not then i'm gonna you know at a certain point i'm gonna call it quits but uh, what we're talking about is the stuff that's coming from you so it's your passion so you know you, you need to stop letting other people dictate how you pursue your dream so no matter what your idea is or what you're trying to do you're always going to get uh, people who don't like it and if you're pursuing your passion and constantly you need the reassurance from other people uh, that what you're doing is good, then you're really just pursuing their passion and not yours. So you're letting, uh, you're just working to other people's likes and dislikes. But if you're trying to create a business doing what, uh, what you love, then you need to find, find that reassurance. You need to find it, you know, within yourself, it's your passion. So it's your idea. It's your, you know, bigger goal. So you just focus on creating something great that, that you love and then you'll definitely eventually find other people who love it as well. I like that. I think that we should end on that. Okay. <laughs> that was a nice, a nice thing. You, you say good things all the time, Paddy. It was powerful. Powerful. It was powerful, man. 
Thanks for listening. You can contact us on Twitter at Working Out Show or email us at info at workingoutpodcast.com. And if you are enjoying the show, we'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. Bye.